Hey guys, Jonathan here, episode 3 of Become Better. Yes, I'm at my apartment. I accidentally deleted this episode, so I'm re-recording it, but it's great because I actually waited a week to record it because I needed to go over this stuff in my own life. I needed to go through some of the things that I'm talking about to, to really believe that I was ready to talk about this. So I'm excited because I have that, plus even after recording it once, I've had some time to think about how to be a little more precise about what I'm going to say. We talked about our poster in the gym that says we will always and the 10 statements that follow. And today we're talking about statement number one, and that's put first things first. Just because the word first is in here, we weren't trying to do a play on words. So just because first is in there doesn't mean it made it first because of that. It's not literary effect. There's a reason this is first. And the reason is this overshadows everything else we talk about in this list. When you go down the list, you'll notice quite a bit of actions. And those actions have to do with character traits. So the reason put first things first is first is because what we're trying to do is we're trying to create a base for us as people. When I was in college, we did this exercise called 30 Days to Being a Better Man on theartofmanliness.com, shout out Brad McKay, and one of the days was defining our values, and I think we had to get it down to five. When I teach this, I teach four, and you know, different people do it different ways. I just choose four. That lower number, I believe, is harder. If you go to Google, and I typed in core values on Google, and like the third uh, link that came up was 200 different values. I don't allow honesty and integrity because I believe those are the result of value-based living. That's just me. Like if someone was like, hey, what should I do? And I say, list your four core values. Don't use honesty and integrity. Just because I believe those are the outcomes of value-based living. So when you do this, it's actually harder than you think. We see so much stuff on social media, especially like Instagram, where it's like pictures and it's quotes, or and maybe like someone we really like to follow, we like their quotes, and they talk about different things that we aspire to have. That's cool. I love that that stuff's there. When we actually begin getting into a list of values and trying to pick a small number of them, you'll find that there's a lot of overlap, and there's just a lot of words on there that we don't use very often. I can't remember uh, where I saw this, but there, there's a very small percentage of the U English language that we use a very large percentage of the time. Kind of like the 80-20 principle. I don't remember the percentages, but there's a lot of words we use very seldomly, and there's a very few words that we use a lot of the time. So when we read this list, we're going to see a lot of words we may have not heard in a while, or if you get to some of the longer lists, if you've never read like you know college-level literature, you may just have never seen it all. So part of that process is filtering through what these words mean and how they might be important to us. And then the overlap of them, you know, like I've got four listed right here, like positivity, happiness, joy, and optimism. Those have a lot of common characteristics. And so when you go through this definition process, the cool thing that happens is you have to begin making them very personal. You know, it's one thing to say that work ethic is a value of yours. It's another thing to say why it is and how it's expressed in your life. It's one thing to say positivity is important to you and a value of yours. It's another thing to say why it is and how it's expressed in your life. 
going through the process of defining your values, I, I believe you have to have a convicting reason beneath it to, for it to truly to be a value. So it's, it's, you say it's a value, and then you add the convicting reason. Like, what is the supreme reason underneath that being a value? So, like, for me, when I think about work ethic, you know, one of the reasons I value work ethic is because, well, for one, I used to be a drug addict, and I want my life to be an example of what, that, what life on the other side of addiction can be. One of my biggest struggles in rehab was I felt like so many people talked about how poor life was on the other side of addiction and even glamorized being in addiction again. And it confused me because it seemed like if you were going to talk like that, you would just rather go back. I really didn't want to go back. And so one of the goals of mine has been to express my work ethic in a way that it shows on the other side of addiction, you can have a really fruitful life, an enjoyable life, something that is unique and, and something that is free from the fear of going back to addiction. And that's a convicting reason for me. So like when I have days where I don't feel well or I don't want to do something or just things, you know, it, I go through moments where I feel like nothing's going my way and the world's against me. When I think of that, it snaps me back into reality. It makes me be less reactive, less defensive, more proactive, more focused on the things I can control with that convicting reason. Now, if I just did it because I want to be the hardest worker in the room or, you know, I know that's a phrase that The Rock puts on his T-shirts. Uh, if, I, if I just want to do it because I want people to see me and admire me for my work alone, those are very shallow reasons. Whenever you begin to experience struggle or get challenged to show your values, you'll have a hard time standing up and resisting with just you know, a surface level reason. If you have something that's convicting to you, you will continue to do that regardless of what's going on around you. That's a personal example. A big one is family. Like, why is family important to you? So if family is important to you, is it because, you know, you had a really good childhood and, and you want, you know how that benefited you, so you want to express that? Uh, did you have a bad experience in your childhood that you believed was detrimental to you and you want to create a more nurturing and, and positive environment because of how you experienced that? Maybe like your parents weren't around at all and you want to be available and present those reasons are almost probably more important than naming the value itself. Because I can say, yeah, family's important to me, but then I can say, you know, my family was very available to me. They pushed me when I needed to and to use addiction again. My dad told me, you know, you gotta leave or you got, we'll help you get help. And I had to make a real, real decision. And so because I had a family that challenged me and also always supported me when I was doing the right thing. Like I want to do that in my own family, right? But that's a convicting reason. It's much deeper than just saying, you know, family's important to me because I want to feel good about what I do for my family. If you have the convicting reason and you act according to the value consistently over time, you're going to yield less to negative things. And as a result, now here's the cool part, as a result, you will feel better about how you, how you have done but it's going to be because you have held on to that convicting reason. So why would you even go through this process? Why would you go through the process of, of 
reflecting on the annals of your life and deciding what convicting reasons support the values that are important to you, well, you're going to define your bar. Now, what do I mean by that? You know, we always talk about people talk about setting the bar high, setting the bar low, raising the bar. Like it's a concept of what we're shooting for or what we're trying to get over. I don't know where it originates from, but to me, it sounds like high jumping or pole vaulting. Like you raise the bar and it's just, you got to try and get over it now. It's a higher target. This is the concept that comes from the whole we will always list. And the reason why I put first things is first. When you define the bar, it allows you to achieve much higher in the future. When you take the time to set a very high marker, you will automatically have a much higher ending point in the end. Ed Milet says it this way. He said, we're human, right? So we're not going to be perfect. But let's say that you are, you live a perfect life. You do everything that you're supposed to do and you end up being humanitarian, meaning you benefit or create value for those around you. Let's imagine that's a person who you could be if you were perfect. But remember, we're not ever going to be perfect. We want to live our lives in such a way that at the end of our lives, we can shake that person's hand. Like we can actually identify with and recognize who that person could have been. Not because we see the gap, but because we did the things consistently and we lived a value-based life we had convicting reasons. We had reasons so much beyond ourselves that we continued to move forward and put our efforts toward that bar. We want to set the bar that high so that we reach something that high. The, the thing with the values thing, like I was saying earlier, like if we don't put the convict, convicting reasons with them, it just kind of lowers the bar. We never actually define how it's important to us and then compare that to how we're living and assess how we can change. So like if I say, man, if I value family, I should act this way. If I don't line up with that, then I need to do some things to correct that. And if I'm not doing it for that convicting reason of like, man, I know how important it was for me to have a challenging and supportive family. Like it's so much more important for me to express that. So I need to do that so that I can express that thing so that, you know, my wife, my child, my cousins, my uncles, aunts, whoever is able to have that opportunity as well. And a matter of fact, it ends up being our obligation at that point because we're really just expressing through the experiences of our lives who we are and what's important to us. If it's that important to us, then we believe, we should believe other people need it too. And it's this way with any standard. It doesn't matter whether we're talking about values, we're talking about training, we're talking about nutrition, we're talking about sleep, we're talking about relationships. It does not matter. This is, it's this way with any standard. If we set the bar high to begin with, we're going to follow a much higher trajectory over the course of our lives. doesn't mean we get there faster. It just means that because we're aiming so much higher, we're going to reach close to it. And you'll see in the gym, the first quote go up on the wall inside the uh, suite area. And it's Vince Lombardi. Uh, We will chase perfection all the while knowing we can never attain it. But along the way, we shall catch excellence. Like we know we can't be perfect, but we're just going to aim for it so much that we're going to land a little bit below it. And that's what we call excellence. So put first things first. So define those values, get it down to four and come up with a convicting reason for each something that's beyond you, something that's bigger than you, and something that motivates you. And I don't even really want to use the word motivate because it's not about the emotional uproar of wanting to do something, but something that reminds you of why it's important to you. Uh, Do that. Four values and then 
yeah, that's it for this week. Super simple, uh, and that's something you can take to the bank. It will affect every area of your life. If you define four specific values with convicting reasons for each, it will begin to affect every area of your life. So again, hey, this is Jonathan with Become Better. Uh, make sure you check us out on iTunes. You can just search on iTunes Become Better. And uh, we're on SoundCloud as well. And then this is also will be on Facebook and YouTube. So again, appreciate your time, guys. We'll talk to you next week.